0: Hey, friends, you're listening to Collaboration Code Radio, where we bring together our San Diego coding and tech community. I'm your host, Chelsea Kaufman, co-founder and CEO of Learn Academy. And I have two really awesome guests today with me. Both of them are uh, work at Measurable, a San Diego-based startup. Uh, I have Ben Stiefel, uh, the development manager at Measurable, and Kristen Mulder from a development Software developer at Measurable as well. Thanks, guys. Thanks for hanging out with me. Thanks for having us. For sure, pleasure to be here. So we're gonna we're gonna jump into uh, learn and Measurable's partnership a little bit later, Uh, but we do have um, an exciting uh, opportunity for folks uh, to go through a scholarship to get some uh, internship experience through Measurable. Uh, but we're first, I'd like to learn just a little bit more about the two of you uh if you wouldn't mind, Ben why don't we start with you first um where Where is home for you
1: I live in san diego uh in mission hills cool
0: are you a are you a local? Did you grow up in San Diego or
1: I've been here a little over ten years. I moved out here from Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, where I grew up and lived for all but four years when I was in college in LA.
0: Yeah, you so went to you Almost a native. Almost a native, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I'd invite you in as a native as as a native myself who was born and raised here. After ten years, you're you're pretty close. And <laughs> and Kristen Thanks
1: that's what my wife tells me too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Kristen, we're Um,
2: where's home for you? Are you, are you from San Diego? Not originally. No, I'm from Orange County, so not very far, but I've been in San Diego for five years now. Nice. So I guess 10 years is when, what makes me a local. I've got five more years. So I'm still up local San Diego,
0: (laughs) but you're right. Orange County is not that far. No, (laughs) (laughs) it's at least the same climate. And coming from Massachusetts true. <laughs> San Diego is a much different jump for sure. Um, ben, you so you got your degree, you went to school in, at USC, but you got your degree in anthropology, is that right? Uh,
1: yeah, almost. Um, actually, the story the is that I was there for four years and I have more than enough credits, but I did not graduate. So I left before I finished and I got into programming kind of randomly. Uh, I was washing my car at a car wash and I met a guy who had the, I think it was the 1999 Plymouth Prowlers. Do you remember the ones that were all uh, race car looking, like super old race car looking? And he was getting that washed and it had all these decals all over it that said imagination. I asked him what that was and he said, we're a web development company and he said, do you want to, Learn web development, and you want a job. And Okay, knowing that it was either that or go back for like eight more years of anthropology and archaeology, and sort of just dig for twenty years before I got anything. <laughs> so that's
0: a, that's amazing. I took it. That's like the the stories of the actors that are like found in the restaurants because they were like just randomly <laughs> serving a producer. <laughs>
1: That was that was exactly the analogy my first boss used in fact. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's crazy
0: so what um what kind of languages did you start out in
1: uh, so I started in ASP.NET which was Microsoft uh or actually it was free.net it was just uh A- ASP it was Microsoft's first real web-based uh programming language it was not even compiled and yeah, from there I went into net and C sharp and I focused on back end development for several years before I moved over to front end development and sort of rode that all the way from uh Silverlight. I don't know if you remember that, which was uh similar to uh Adobe Flex and Flash. And then um once JavaScript and Ajax became more mature, we switched over to that and sort of followed that through and all the frameworks since then.
0: That's great. It, it's interesting. We talk a lot about the different the different journeys into programming and that you have, you know, you, right now we have our self-taught uh, developers. We have our traditional four-year degree CS grads. And now we have these new like boot camps in the last like four or five years that have popped up that there's a new way to bring people into the industry and what's interesting to me is I think that the self-taught is is we're getting further and further away from the folks that were just self-taught and that there are all these other options out there now did you when you were first um learning what were things that you Like, were you like just learning on the job or were there like tutorials? Did you, like, how did you go about that process?
1: Um, So I originally had a a CD that my roommate had gotten. Uh, It was MetroWorks Code Warrior, Learn C Under Windows. And I just kind of stayed at home and played with that for a couple of weeks. And then when I got back to Baltimore, uh, the guy that ended up hiring me, he said, all right, I'm going to give you the the teach yourself ASP in 21 days and you've got a week to do it. And so that was kind of a high bar at the beginning. I'm pretty sure I didn't get through all of it, but he was just going to see how far I got. Um, so that was, that was pretty much the only like directed learning that I had. Uh, it was, it was pretty much on the job after that. Um, and, he was a great mentor for sort of drip feeding different stuff. Like now we're going to do this. Now we're going to do that and making it uh step-by-step, step, you know, a little bit more hard every day.
0: That's great. I mean, especially that you ended up at a place where you had that kind of, it sounds like you had a good mentor where you were working.
1: Yeah, very much. I got very lucky with that.
0: That's awesome. And so Kristen, you, Um, you went through Learn's program and you were awarded uh, the measurable scholarship through Learn um, uh, the first time around in 2019. And um, tell me a little bit about you pre-Learn. What were you doing? What what was it that kind of sparked that, like, here's the direction that I want to go and jumped in?
2: I was working... um as a lead for a trust and safety team at GoFundMe, their social fundraising website. Um, you may or may not know them. <laughs> I think most people know them by now, but I, I started with them. I was employee number 47 and worked with them for about four and a half years. And um, I, I really loved the work I was doing for GoFundMe and I really loved trust and safety. But when I... Um, really wanted to look at my five to 10 year career path. I just couldn't see a, a path further for me in trust and safety. And it, and it really launched me to start thinking about, um, what it was that I liked to do at my current job, what was missing from my current job. And, um, I talked to a lot of people and luckily I had, uh, I had experience and exposure with working with engineers um, from my company. And so I shadowed them a few times, um, the ones that I knew and asked a bunch of questions about what the day in a life of a coder looks like. And ultimately I was, I was like, yes, this is for me. And now I have to figure out how do I get here? (laughs) How do I become this, this, uh, coder as a full-time, uh, position. And that's what brought me to learn. (laughs)
0: Do you feel like the things that you learned in your other roles, GoFundMe or, or really anything else,
2: helped mm-hmm. prepare you for what you're doing now? Definitely, yes. <laughs> I think um, that's something, too, I think, that you learn while you're at Learn is how you can utilize your skill set from prior work experience. I think back to some of my uh, classmates, and I I think we had somebody who was a brewer before, someone who was a teacher. And so we really, um, I think you can find a lot of valuable skills in a lot of different prior career paths. But for mine in particular, I I think it was valuable that I had experience working in the tech industry. um, And I understood how customer experience, uh, what worked, and how fraud prevention works, and so I do, I do use that skill um, at my job for sure. Yeah, I think that that's
0: one of the things that's so exciting about all of the that the barrier to entry is is changing, and that there's so many different types of people with different backgrounds and different experiences coming into the industry that can really help shift and change a lot of the, not just the work, but even just the cultures uh, that are developing within companies that I think is really exciting. I think so too. So tell me a little bit about your well, let's go back. So, how, like, what connected you to Learn? How did you discover?
2: I, I found Learn interestingly. Uh, my husband worked for a company that was right across the street from Learn. <laughs> so, at the time, I was just practicing on Code Academy. Um, learning free JavaScript when I got off work, and I had started searching and um, various boot camps and calling, um, calling them, talking to their. Uh, program managers kind of trying to understand what style of boot camp I was looking for Um, and then my husband said hey I think there's a I think there's a coding boot camp that's right across the street from me and so then I looked into learn and um, I met with Hillary and she let me tour um, the space and met a few of the instructors and Um, Ultimately, I think it was the classroom style experience, having classmates, having instructors that were there with you, um, and then having a career services manager, Brian, (laughs) to help make sure that even after you leave LEARN, you're going to be supported up until you get, find a, find a job. I think that was really what sold me to join the LEARN uh, bootcamp. That's great.
0: So the the Measurable scholarship uh, is a $6,000 scholarship towards the tuition. But in addition to that is a three-month paid internship with Measurable after the program. So you not only got to go through Learn's program, you, you had a one-month internship with Edge and then went on to a three-month um, internship with Measurable, of which you are now there working, which is amazing. It's a, a a dream scenario I think for everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um Tom, can you tell me a little bit before we we're going to jump into measurable um in just a minute, but tell me about your internship with Edge and what do you think that there were things that you got out of that that prepared you for your time at Measurable?
2: Definitely. Um as part of the learn experience you pair with a um another internship for one month and so I Um, got paired with Edge. um, And I, my mentor was uh, the CEO. So it was really cool experience (laughs) to have um, the CEO mentor you in code. And he really helped me learn um, a little bit more about the back end, because that was something I was really interested in, and really helped um, me discover that that was was sort of where my passion was, um, between front end or back end. I, I realized there that I was leaning more towards back end through my experience with him, um, because he gave me projects that let me practice in both front end and back end. Um, and that was really great. And, um, so yeah, I think it was, it's, it's tough when you, um, start off in a, in a brand new, You you learn all of these skills and then you, join the company and you're like okay here's your project get started and it's really scary so it was really helpful to have a mentor help guide you um through that process that's great so
0: tell me about your then your experience moving into the internship with measurable um what what was it that kind of stood out there and and how like what
2: did you learn during that first bit of process? As an intern with measurable, I was working on the front end and I did a bit of rails mobbing um, and I loved that experience because I got to work on a bunch of different projects at measurable I um, I think they gave me experience working on upgrading old code to new code which is a very common a uh, thing you have to know as a developer. So that was great to have that experience under my belt. Um I got to work on a bug. That was one of my favorite experiences, because it's really cool that like you have to investigate why something isn't working, and then you can provide the fix for it. And it's just a really cool feeling um to have. And then I think I had mentioned to them, when I first started, they asked what, uh, what my interests were, what I would like to get more experience with. And I had mentioned that I had been struggling with CSS. Um, and so I got to pair up on a, on a big CSS project with one of their senior developers. And um, he was like, so patient and encouraging and supportive. And that was a really cool experience getting to get better at something I, I was feeling like I wasn't as good at. <laughs>
0: Was the was the senior developer Ben, and you're just being really nice
2: to him right now? <laughs> no, it was Mike. If you, if you don't know him, if you if you uh, join the internship, you'll meet Mike for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and from your perspective, can you tell me a little bit more about that part of the internship? The like, what is the process like from from your perspective? What is what are they maybe what are they working on? The
1: yeah, um definitely the, the goals are to help develop their skills uh and grow, you know, the next step from from the workshops and the classes. Um we have a whole mix, like System said, of front end and Rails uh issues in our backlog that uh we've been uh you know slowly chipping away at over the years. So we have We have some of that, we have tons of upgrades and efficiencies that any startup after a few years is is looking to clean up, Uh, as well as uh, we break out into two feature teams and a couple of support teams. So the feature teams are always working on uh, new things as well. So an intern would probably be somewhere between all of those, depending on where the biggest need is at the time.
0: That's great. <clears throat> what's your what's your favorite part about bringing interns onto a team?
1: Um I guess yeah, I guess it's it's bringing up someone like the the same way that that Kristen came up or that I came up which is uh through a, a different sort of path rather than the traditional uh CS path and helping them you know, raise their their skills and get to, you know, uh, another level of development and and be productive.
0: Again, it kind of circles back to that that mentorship part. Yeah. Like almost being able to like give back.
1: Yeah, exactly. I was really lucky to have a great mentor early on and uh, it's nice to be able to try to do that for others.
0: That's awesome. Kristen, do you, and and maybe you know this, maybe you don't, um, do you, what kind of role are you going to play in this next round? Are you going to be involved with the internship? Um, are you looking forward to maybe turning, you know, maybe being able to do some kind of mentorship towards them and things like that?
2: I um, will be involved in the interviewing process and I also would love to meet with the new interns and just sort of for a Q&A give them my advice of my experience um, through the internship and answer any questions that they might have just as a what what the experience is like from an internship um, standpoint um, and then I will always be there to help. I'm on the back end, so I think that they'll be working mainly on the front end. (laughs) But I'm always here to help. (laughs) Do
1: you still help them set up Docker?
2: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Docker took me a while (laughs) to to set up um, when I first joined at Measurable. So yes, I know the pain of setting up your Docker environment and I (laughs) can help. (laughs) We, it's funny, we
0: just had a meeting yesterday because so many more of our internship partners are are using Docker and the onboarding process of the interns is getting more complicated because of all of that good things for them to learn, but definitely like takes more time. For yeah. I, I think that those are some of my very favorite stories. When our students go through the program, like you, Kristen, and you know, get this really great experience and having a good mentor through at, at your internship company at measurable, and then get an opportunity to kind of turn the table and that you then get to start being the mentor. And I think that having those conversations about mentorship so that people understand that you don't have to be a a developer with 20 years of experience to be a mentor. You just have to be sometimes one step ahead, sometimes even in the same lane and and in that same place that you can help each other and get that peer-to-peer mentorship also. So I love hearing that, you know, you're excited about that opportunity too.
2: Yeah, I completely agree. I feel like even towards the end of our um, Learn Bootcamp, we had... Mentors, just in the classroom, <laughs> um, other classmates who who are just like, oh yeah, I figured it out. Let me go around and help everybody else figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And one of the
0: things that we try and do is that sometimes we do have um, an overlap of our class. So towards the end of your class, we have a new class coming in, and so. Oftentimes, you're in your, like, week 11, 12 in the classroom, and then we have new students that are just in, like, week one or two, and just, like, putting them all into a room and be like, why don't you guys hang out for a little bit and see what happens? (laughs) that has been really, it's been fun just to see. And what's cool about that is that they then get to see what happens in just 12 weeks. It's crazy. Yeah. You're looking into your future, your short-term future, right, right, which which feels really far away in in those first in that first week, but I don't Definitely. know if you remember how fast it goes, and all of a sudden you're like, holy moly, I am in week twelve, and I am about to call my internship. This is crazy. I know it's it goes fast. <laughs> I've done like thirty something cohorts now, and I'm still shocked at like how quickly they go by. <laughs>
2: I was just thinking about how before I started learn I didn't even know that there was a difference between Java and JavaScript. I thought Java was just like the shorthand way of saying JavaScript. And now I code in Java full time. <laughs> so it is it goes by really fast, yeah. It's surprising how quickly how quickly you can pick pick that up.
0: Totally. So you're this is a, this is a question not on the sheet. Um, so, so you're this kind of rip off what you just said, you're, you're programming in Java full-time now?
2: Yes, I so,
0: code in Java. So tell me about <laughs> that, um, because we have lots of students that come to us and are like, oh, but what if I want, I I want this language or I want that language. And we try and talk to them about how you you just need to learn one learn the whole stack of one language, and that's gonna help you to learn all the other ones um and so I'm curious like what was that process like because Java was not something we taught at the boot camp um and you know was it easier to like learn that second language um or third language or wherever you're at in the list of languages
2: that you've known <laughs> um my experience, I I had learned Rails as the backend code through Learn, um, and then I during my internship with Measurable, um, I got to code on uh, in Rails a little bit, which is part of their backend language. But they have their main backend language is Java, and I had always expressed from my beginning um, with Measurable that I was most interested in backend, and if there was any project or anything I could do. Um, that was back-end related that's where I would want to be and um, I was lucky that a back-end position opened up while I was in my internship Um, and so I was encouraged by Ben who was my uh, manager at the time um, while I was an intern to um, try out for the position and I attempted to learn Java in one weekend (laughs) and (laughs) it was a big task. Uh, I'll tell you right now, you you cannot learn Java in one weekend. (laughs) It's not something you can do. Um, But yeah, I think, I, I think this kind of speaks to the culture at measurable too, that um, they value learning. That's something that's like highly valued there. And so they knew I had just had one weekend's worth of practice and, and, but they saw potential there. And so, Um, I got hired and I've had a really supportive team who's encouraging and patient and really helps me learn and um, offers to pair with me when I'm stuck on something. And so I found um, Java to be easier, but I'm not sure if maybe that was because I was surrounded by so many experts, (laughs) but I I did find it to be easier um, as my second back-end language to learn.
0: That's great. Um, well, since talking about let's let's steer into Measurable and the company and the culture there. Um to, I'll I'll leave this to either of you. Um you want to tell me a little bit about what Measurable does.
1: Sure. Uh although I would be interested to hear Kristen's uh viewpoint first. <laughs> So that we know we're passing the message along. But uh, <laughs> you want to start? Sure.
2: <laughs> so um, measurable is an ESG related company. So what they work on um, is mainly there in the, in the real estate market. And Ben, if I if I make a mistake, please just step in and correct me. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're in the real estate market, and so um, one of one of the biggest missions of Measurable is to measure what matters, and and that's in the ESG space. So with real estate um, markets um, and, and real estate buildings and sites, it they help um, managers of those sites and um, owners of those buildings and sites track their data, track how much energy and fuel and how, how much they're um, making an impact on the environment. And so there's all sorts of cool features that I get to work on (laughs) that help uh, managers improve over time and save their company money. And um, yeah, I don't know if Ben wants to add to that.
1: Yeah, I'd say that's that's really good. Uh, We, yeah, we are the owner of the company or the founder, Matt Ellis, uh, used to work for a real estate company called Banker Real Estate. And he noticed that no one was measuring this kind of stuff and there's lead certifications and those kinds of things, but there was no, uh, there was no way to track anything. So that was, that was sort of the, the impetus for it. And yeah, this helps investors and like you said, manage site managers and portfolio managers their their environmental uh, impact of of each of their buildings, and hopefully improve on those.
0: That's amazing. Um, there there was one um acronym in there that, if you don't mind, um, describing what an ESG is for folks that may not know. Ben.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's fine. This is this is a uh, one that our CTO asks uh, every once in a while. Uh, ESG stands for, uh, environmental, social and governance. So environmental is the obvious one. Social is a, is a less defined one, but, uh, it, it tracks anything from, uh, how your company or how your building is affecting, uh, people via their commute, for example, and how it's doing in the, in the broader world. And then governance is, just a, a, a different way of saying reporting. It's making sure that you can track those numbers, and that's where Measurable really comes in, is helping companies report on those numbers originally.
0: That's great. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Um, so tell me about the, what is it like to work for Measurable? Ben, you want to start?
1: Sure. Um, it's, it's been... I mean, it's fluffy to say it's just been great, but uh, I've, I've been a software developer for over 20 years and this is definitely one of the best jobs I've had. It's, It's more than just working on something that matters, which is, which is definitely the initial draw for a lot of people, especially if you've been doing consulting, which I did for a long time. It's nice to get into something where, you know, you're, you're, what you're doing actually matters to the world a little bit, uh but beyond that the the culture of the company has been fantastic. Uh, we try to be collaborative and and have an idea of just everybody's there to help everybody and move the company forward, especially since uh as full time employees uh you know you you have a vested interest in the company, unlike like I said as a consultant or anything.
2: Right, yeah. I, I, I agree, <laughs> I agree with Ben's sentiment. I think coming from GoFundMe, I did realize that it was very important that for me personally, that I worked for a company that um, a tech company that had a positive social impact um, in what they were doing. And so when I learned about Measurable, it just aligned so well with my uh, values um, and so it was a really easy, it was a really easy decision for me, obviously, um, because it, 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 what they're doing is something that's making a positive impact on, on our environment. And so that was easy to get on board with. And, um, I think the people at Measurable are great to work with. I spoke about how learning is definitely a part of their culture and it's something that's valued. And it's something that is given the time and space for, which I think is really hard to find, um, at a company, uh, a, a manager and a team that's really supportive in your professional growth. And, um, uh, measurable definitely offers that, which is been great for, um, being a, a new engineer in the space. Sounds great. <laughs>
0: Can you tell me a little bit about, like, what what does the a day in the life and maybe Kristen, this is a good question for you. Like, for as a software developer, there, what what does a day look like for you?
2: Uh, measurable is a, a pretty flexible work environment in that you can work with your manager to um, find the right starting time that works for you, um, and. But but typically, I would say engineers have uh, a stand-up with their project teams around 10 a.m. in the morning. That's typical for measurable. And in that stand-up, we discuss um, what we're working on and any potential blockers that we could use help with. Um, And then for the most part, the rest of your day will be spent uh, working on the part of the code for that project and sometimes uh, you'll, you can pair or mob on either another project, or if you're like me and you're a newer engineer, you can pair up um, with someone to help you through something that you're stuck on or blocked with. Um, and then you also get time, like I said, to work on your personal goals um, and review your teammates code as well. Oh. I do that's a typical day.
0: Ben, do you have anything you'd add to
1: that? uh not a whole lot uh yeah for for the the developer side, we do try to leave as much as much as the day free for for that um, you know i I focus on the the concept of the maker versus manager schedule, and I try to respect the maker schedule as much as possible uh and yeah as kristen said we we follow a scrum process uh um Try to keep those scrum those ceremonies short and to the point generous
0: how would you describe the like team dynamics are you in are you in smaller groups of, of people or are there is it a larger group what how does that kind of break down
1: yeah most of our teams are we have I would say four ish teams right now uh, of working on one feature or facet at a time and yeah generally it's been about one or two developers from the stack uh, on each team so we'll have a front-end developer and a rails developer and a back-end developer or two and we also have data scientists as well as data engineers and uh, uh, developer operations devops Members as well supporting and and working on teams moving they're more moving between teams since there's very few of them and everybody wants their time but on the on the stack based engineering process, yeah, we have one or two people per stack and spread right across several teams
2: and q a engineers
1: and q a engineers yeah <laughs> I' moving into automation now, especially
0: that's great. So I remember, you know, I met with uh, Dana and Nicole probably two or three, maybe three years ago now. Um, And they they came because they really wanted to start making a change at Measurable in specifically in the, the diversity and inclusion in the culture and the team there. And I know that you guys have been doing a lot um, to change some of those things. Can you talk about some of the things that you're doing or like what are those team dynamics? How is measurable, you know, making their, their space and their teams more inclusive?
1: Good question. Uh, we, we do have uh, several different committees across the company, not just in engineering, but throughout the company. And uh, we do actually have, we the management teams have moved to what uh, what's called an OKR process or objectives and key results. And on our human resources side, that is uh, one of the three objectives for the year is to boost uh, DEI uh, across the company. And so that's Again, we're we're a company that tracks and measures everything. So we track and measure that kind of stuff.
0: <laughs> Kristen, can you talk a little bit about like what how you feel about the inclusivity in the culture at, at Measurable?
2: Sure. I um was well, I was obviously very excited to learn about Measurable's initiative. Um and scholarship opportunity as well as an internship opportunity um and so when I found out um this was like two two years ago I think or a year ago two years ago (laughs) forget 2020 and just go yeah (laughs) yeah that's what I'm doing in my head (laughs) um when I found out that they were offering the scholarship and um, the internship to go along with it, I just thought it was such a cool um, opportunity and I thought it was such a cool initiative that they really took the time to see that they had a diversity, um, you know, that they were lacking diversity in their engineering department and that they made this proactive uh, approach to find and seek out diversity and i think um you can find a lot of companies who who speak about having a lack of diversity but then there's not really much ac- proactiveness that goes along with it so i thought that that was um really cool and it was a cool experience to be a part of and um i was happy to be hired as the first female engineer on the back end team <laughs> that was a really exciting opportunity for me and um i just yeah i th- i think it only opens up the door for more opportunities to um hire diverse people who bring unique perspectives and values and and um like we said prior professional skill set i think it's so important to get a diverse candidates in your, um, on your team.
0: For sure. Yeah, that was one of, I, I agree. I really respected, you know, when I first started the conversations with Measurable that they were like, okay, we, we recognize this problem and we want to do something about it. And that they were very active, not just with us, but with the community, as a whole. And I saw that they were, you know, going into different groups, and they were trying to speak and be a part of the community. And, and really, just not just to talk about Metrable, but to really, like, help people get into the industry and, and to kind of help shape some of that. And I really respected that. And it's one of the reasons why I'm really excited to be doing this again, that I feel like it was a really great experience the first time around and I think that we can open the doors for more folks coming in. Definitely. Cool. Well is there anything um Kristen, are you working on anything fun right now that you wanna share or talk about?
2: I am working on a project. I'm coding in Java as I mentioned. <laughs> Um, I'm working on a a cool new feature, um, that measurable is, um, working on and I am the main backend engineer for building this service that the, uh, this feature is going to be, uh, working with. And so, um, it's been a really fun project and I've gotten to work closely with, um, One of our architects um, at at Measurable, he's really helped me like understand the design process of a service and that kind of stuff. So that's been a a really um, challenging and rewarding experience. And I'm really excited for when we launch the new feature. Awesome. Well, do you guys have
0: anything else uh, that you want to chat about before we close out? Any last remarks?
1: I think, uh, I think I'm good.
0: I do. Oh, I, I have think, one more question. Oh, I was going to say, I feel like there was one more question. <laughs> well, I, I'm sure TJ will tell me that I missed quite a few, but um, <laughs> I went off script too many times. He's been told, but anyway, um. Do you, do either of you have any advice for somebody um, maybe thinking about applying to the scholarship or thinking about, you know, getting into coding? What would you, what would you say to them? I
1: can go. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I would say, uh, you know, be curious is, is, the most important thing about development, uh, the way that I still approach things is, you know, I I got into it really wanting to solve problems. That's why they call them solutions mm-hmm. development. Uh, and and yeah, just go out and find as much as you can and, and look and observe and learn. And yeah, uh, if it's something you enjoy, it it'll just keep coming to you. So. Uh, yeah, so I think stay curious is the uh, is big
2: thing. I, I agree on being curious. You, you definitely have to have a problem solving and growth, um, mindset with coding. It can take, uh, patience when something's not working and really trying to figure out why it's not working. Um, consulting stack overflow as many new coders know very well. Um, and trying to solve the answer, um, on your own first is, is definitely really important and will help you build that skill set. I think for anyone who's considering being a coder, um, well, first, if you're sure about it, do it. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> but if you're still not sure about it, if you have anybody um any type of people in your network who are engineers, I would really recommend just asking to chat with them and ask what their day-to-day looks like. I think for me, one of the things I was nervous about was I'd always heard that coding is a really independent um like workflow. And (laughs) I think you picture like that person with a hood on (laughs) and it's like dark and um and this like kind of hacker mindset. And it's just like I've found part for this from what coding as a job looks like. Um, it's very team oriented. And that was something that I really enjoy about coding. So um, I, I would say just ask um, all of those questions to people who are engineers. Feel free to ask me. <laughs> I'm happy to talk about what my day-to-day looks like if you're curious. Um, and then also there's a lot of free coding websites online. Code Academy has a lot of free tutorials. Um, So I would say just start practicing. Put in however much time you have. If you have 15 minutes, put in 15 minutes a day and see if it's something that you like. Um, And if it is, then this is probably the job for you.
0: That's great. Yeah, I agree. There's so many resources out there right now that you can again, find, like Kristen said, five, 10 minutes, even to just start yeah. looking at it and looking at it. And, you know, I would imagine that if, if, you know, you're really curious and really excited about it, that 10 minutes will turn into three hours before you wait. Know <laughs> um, but, but yeah, there's a lot. And there's also for, for folks out there, we've had a lot of uh, people that have come through our our boot camp that didn 't know anyone that was a developer and i i I think that that i is is hard not having that kind of connections, but there's a lot of groups out there I know in San Diego we have a lot of really awesome nonprofit organizations that are just helping to introduce people into the industry. Um, I sit on the board for girls in tech, there's Latina geeks, there's blacks in tech, there's like all groups uh, galore. Um, and that they are so excited to work with new people. And so reaching out to those groups, going to any of the virtual meetups and things like that and, and finding those people so that you can say, Hey, what are they like being a developer? Um, I don't want to sit in my basement and listen to techno music and code away, um, i mean maybe you do um, and there are developers that live that life um but it is not it is not necessarily the, the the norm i think um especially in these days so thank you for bringing that up um and and thank you guys for coming and chatting with me and you know i i love learning more about Measurable, and I'm really excited about this uh, internship opportunity for new folks coming into the industry. You know, you can always check out uh, measurable.com and and check out at Measurable. I, Ben, really appreciate uh, your background so that we have the correct spelling of Measurable um, for everyone to see. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, check them out on social. Uh, and then you can you can find Ben and Kristen on LinkedIn. Um, you know, I know that, that Kristen's really excited and passionate about helping other folks come into the industry. So feel free to reach out to her if you have any other questions about that. Um, and you can learn more. Um, you can always find more information about Learn Academy at learnacademy.org and all of the social channels, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, all, all of them um and so yeah i want to say thank you guys um for hanging out and we will uh talk to you all soon
1: thanks it was a pleasure
0: thanks so much for having us chelsea you're welcome thank you